I will say we continue today in our Limud of Mishnah Yomi, and we are picking up in Yerts Hashem, Perek Beis Mishnah Ches, Chapter 2, the 8th Mishnah, Kala Kasev B'Megillas Tainis. So a word of introduction. The, Gemara, the Mishnah over here is referencing what's called Megillas Tainis. Megillas Tainis was a scroll which contained a listing of Yamim Tovim, Holidays, days of celebration on which miracles occurred for the Jewish people during the times of the Second Temple, the Bayez Sheni. The halacha was that on these, we'll call them more minor yamim tovim, you were not permitted to fast, nor were you permitted to go ahead and eulogize. So what the Mishnah points out over here is that for some yamim tovim, the wording that's used, and we just actually had a whole discussion in Dafyomi about whether or not the yamim tovim of Megillah's Tainis are still in effect in the aftermath of the destruction of the second Beis Amikdash. The conclusion the Gemara reaches is that they are no longer in effect with two notable exceptions, Hanukkah and Purim. So the Mishnah says as follows, Kalakasa the Megillah's Tainis, Delo, Lemispid, any time that Megillah's Tainis says about a particular day that you're not permitted to eulogize, what that means is, the fun of Aser, that not only on the Yom Tiv itself, but also on the day before the Yom Tiv, you are prohibited to eulogize. La'acharov mutter. But on the day afterwards, you're permitted to go ahead and eulogize. Now, you'll ask yourself, why would the day before the Yom Tiv be Aser for eulogizing? There was a general concern that if we allow you to essentially eulogize on the day before the Yom Tiv, you may come to eulogize on the Yom Tiv itself. However, again, that concern does not apply to the day after the Yom Tiv. Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi disagrees. He says, of Aser. He says, no, in general, whenever you see a particular Yom Tiv on which you are not permitted to eulogize, by definition, that covers the day before the Yom Tiv and the day afterwards as well. The Mishnah goes on. What happens if in Megillah's Tainus, when speaking about a particular Yom Tiv, a particular holiday, it says you cannot fast on that day. What does that mean? The fun of of Mutter. That generally means that only the Yom Tiv itself is prohibited from fasting, but the day before and the day after are permitted. Rabbi Yossi Omer, no. The fun of Aser, it's not true. The day before will be Aser for fasting. of Mutter. But on the day afterwards, ultimately, again, it is Mutter. So again, a fascinating discussion that was accepted exceptionally relevant during the second Beis HaMikdash era, where fascinatingly enough, in addition to all the Yom Tovim we have, they celebrated, they observed these additional days of celebration as well. Mishnah Tess, Ein goes from Tainus Alatzib, or Mishnah 9, Ein goes from Tainus Alatzib, or Betchila B'chamishu, this is a fascinating halacha. So we've been speaking about these various fast days that were decreed for lack of rainfall. We've also seen that the model was what we call Bahab, a Monday, Thursday, Monday. So the Mishnah says something very interesting over here, which is, if you want to start the series of fast days, you can't make the fast day, first fast day on a Thursday. Why is that? In order not to create a rise in prices. You see, here's the concern. If the first fast day is on Thursday, people are going to be buying up a lot of food very quickly. Why? Because you have to have food to break your fast on Thursday night, and you also have to have food for Shabbos. The concern is that if there is such a rush in demand, that could lead ultimately for the merchants to inflate their prices. Now, not in an effort necessarily to price gouge, but it could very well be that where there is a surge in demand, there may not be enough supply. So by definition, it'll push the prices up. So in order to avoid any artificial 
price inflation, Chazal said that when you start the fast days, don't start it on a Thursday. So therefore, on the first three fast days, we start them on a Monday. So by definition, because you're starting on a Monday, the merchants will know that by the time you get to Thursday, even if you see people buying a lot of food, it's because it's a fast day. They'll recognize what it is that's going on. You see, really what's driving this is the concern is that if the merchants see people buying much larger quantities, the merchants themselves might get worried. Is there a famine coming? Is there some other blight that's occurring, some other challenge? But because in the first set of three fast days, they're starting on a Monday, by the time you get to fast day number two, which will be a Thursday, so halach they already know that this is a series of fast days. V'shalosh shniyos, what about, again, the second set of three fast days? Those, the Mishnah says, you could actually start on a Thursday. Chamishi, sheni v'chamishi. And the reason for that is because once we get to the second set of fast days, we are confident that the merchants already know kind of what the score is. They know what's going on. And so we're not concerned that it's going to drive up prices. Rabbi Yossi disagrees. And Rabbi Yossi says, Kishim she'in harishonos v'chamishi, kach lo shniyos v'lo achronos. Rabbi Yossi says, in general, out of all the fast days, we never begin a unit of fast days on a Thursday. That's all. That's what Rabbi Yossi says. The fast days always follow a Monday, Thursday, Monday model. That doesn't matter. It's the first group, the second group, or the third group. We never start on a Thursday. Now, let's say we will stop over here for today. A wonderful learning Mishnayis with all of you. We will, Emirates Hashem, continue tomorrow. Shabbos' assignment will actually be the last Mishnah in Parak Beis and the first Mishnah in Parak Imel, but I will post that before Shabbos. Wishing everyone a wonderful day.